0: What
1: a big show this is going to be. It's much bigger than Friday. I'm glad I missed Friday. I was thinking about working Friday and taking off Monday. But instead I let you guys do it whatever Friday show. Nobody even cares about Friday anymore. It's all about Monday. We got big time prospects coming up. We got bullpen craziness, of course. We got ads. We got drops. We got two star pitchers. And we got some ham. It's Heath and Adam. Team Ham. What's
2: up, Heath? We're going ham. I think that's how the kids say it. It was an awesome weekend of baseball and we have several names on the, like I wrote waiver wire this morning before the show and there's a lot of question marks. It's, it's really fun. I like sometimes you write waiver wire and it's like, yes, you must obviously add this guy and yawn. And sometimes you're just searching for guys and I don't even know if you should really add this guy or not. But today it was like, yeah. There are certain circumstances where this guy could be huge and he may not matter at all. And those are the most fun.
1: Oh uh, yeah. Well, I mean, like David Dahl and, and Walker Bueller, I think are, are probably the, the best examples of that. Actually, so I just want to see who's here real quick. Um, kind of a new initiative. The boss has told me I have to take role every day. So, uh, Cummings, you here? Here. Uh, White. White. Nope. He's not here. Okay. How about, um,
0: Bueller. Bueller, well Bueller. done. <laughs> Thank you, Bueller. Walker Bueller is here. Bueller. Walker
1: Bueller is here. That would for be for now. Me. For now. For now. He's starting tonight for the Dodgers. Um, so we will talk about that. I think that we have to lead off the show with Sean Manaya threw a no hitter, and we. And by the way, um, I can't believe I I haven't got my voice back. I'm sorry, everybody. I lost to Las Vegas this weekend without drinking or doing anything bad and i still just lost what, w- wait
2: wait wait drinking's not bad
1: well that's not bad but there are other things that are bad that you could do in vegas i didn't do any of it
2: Could you list some of them
1: i mean well i, w- <laughs> <laughs> I was at no i can't so okay, um, cool. yeah no it was a- it was a very it was a very uh, tame weekend with a lot of married guys for a bachelor party but uh it was loud you know, like everywhere we went was loud. So that's I was just screaming a lot, I guess, and um, I'm working on it. But I didn't see until the following morning, Sean Maniah threw a no-hitter. And um, two walks, ten strikeouts against the Red Sox, and he is awesome. And he was started in 53% of leagues. So that stinks. But he's 3-2 and two with a 123 ERA. And how many strikeouts does he have? Like 30 in 36 innings, something like that? This hasn't been a huge strikeout guy in his career. He was in this game. But what's your take on Sean Maniah? How good is he? And also I, I do have to bring up the worst email of all time in, in, a, in a moment.
2: Yeah, it probably is very similar to the worst tweet of all time from Chris Towers over the weekend. Listen, Minaya was awesome. This was a great pitching performance. Looking at his season on a whole. He was one of our sell highs, and he may have been mine. He may have been Scott's. I don't remember whose sell high he was, but he was one of our sell highs. He was yours
1: I, right up there with uh, my Johnny Cueto
2: pick so far. I, no, Johnny Cueto is awesome. Sean Manaya is fine. He has—I feel confident, more confident that he's going to have an ERA below four than I did coming into the year. I don't think there's really much chance at all the way he's pitching he's going to have an ERA below three. So he's going to slot into that anywhere between starting pitcher 30 and starting pitcher 50 range. There are still plenty of reasons to expect regression to come. If you sold high on him, I know we got a couple of tweets. I sold high on Sean Mania. Oh no! It's yeah. okay.
0: <laughs> he has
2: a 135 BABIP allowed. He's still stranded every single runner that's reached base. A 100% strand rate. Neither of those things are going to last. You go look at his his FIPs 351. His XFIP, three five nine. His Sierra, three four eight. You expect him to have about a three five ERA the rest of the way.
1: Okay. And that's Shaw Maniah. And I'll just remind everyone the last person to throw no hitter was Edinson Volquez. So these things are fun. They don't they don't necessarily matter uh, more than just one great start, but uh, there was an article that you might want to read on cbsports.com. I think it's still right on the, on the MLB page that Sean Mania was breaking out even before the no-hitter. So you can get a different perspective from a non-fantasy angle on Sean Mania. But he does have and 30 strikeouts and 36 and two-thirds.
2: There is room between what Sean Maniah has been in his career, breaking out from that, and not being this. Right. Like right. he was a career, what, four, Four one four two ERA guy with less than eight Ks per nine, that's not an exciting fantasy pitcher. He could become a pretty close-to-must-start guy and still have a ton of regression coming.
1: Okay. Um, there was a, a quote that I heard on Friday that is now our quote of the day, <laughs> and this was obviously not Scott's fault, but it is from Scott White, and he said, quote, Nobody exciting has gotten called up yet, end quote. And then he started talking about Mac Williamson, and Mack Williamson, Williamson being the most excited call-up. Things have changed in a hurry. Glaber Torres is up. He's 84% owned. Yankee shortstop. He's not going to play shortstop, but he's shortstop eligible. He'll probably be second base and maybe third base eligible at some point. Uh Walker Bueller for the Dodgers, he's 47% owned, and he's going to start tonight against Miami. Starter sit, Walker Bueller tonight.
2: This is maybe the most difficult waiver wire and lineup decision that I've had this year. I did pick up Walker Buehler in a couple of different leagues. He is RP eligible. This start is everything for this week because he faces the Marlins. Fantastic matchup. He's an awesome strikeout pitcher. He was terrible in nine innings last year. Who cares? If he's good in this matchup, he's a two-start pitcher this week because they have a doubleheader on Saturday. If he's just okay, he's a two-start pitcher. And it's against the Giants in San Francisco. I'm starting him in two different leagues.
1: But even if he's a one-star pitcher against the Marlins, I, I, I'm I a little hesitant with Major League debuts. I feel like uh,
2: – Well, it's not his Major League debut.
1: Oh, that's true. That's true. He, right? was, he, he was
2: awful last year. Um, All
1: right. Well, that helps. Like, I think guys I, get a little nervous in their Major League debuts.
2: I agree for most pitchers that even if he's a one-star pitcher against the Marlins, he could be very good. The problem is that like he's got a ceiling of throwing seven shutout innings with ten strikeouts against the Marlins and then being great against the Giants too. He's got a four of not getting out of the second inning today because he walks everybody.
1: Well, they don't call him Walker Bueller for nothing. Exactly. So who would you be more excited to pick up, Walker Bueller or Jack Flaherty? Bueller 47% owned. Flaherty 67% owned. and he could start on Saturday as Adam Wainwright is on the DL.
2: I would still say Flaherty because I see a faster path to long-term viability. I don't think even if Walker Bueller pitches well, Monday, and pitches well Saturday, I don't think there's any question he's going back to the minors unless somebody else gets hurt, and maybe to somebody else's. So right. Jack Flaherty just needs the Cardinals to give up on the idea of Adam Wainwright being a major league pitcher or Wainwright not being able to stay healthy. I, I'll take Flaherty.
1: So, again, Walker Buehler, 47% on it, and, and um, Rich Hill could be back this weekend. And Adam Wainwright, elbow inflammation, don't know the timetable there. But, I are either of these guys, like, must-own? you got to get them right now.
2: I think Flaherty is. We turned down – we had somebody mocking us in the For the People League, which we went 8-0-2 in this oh, week and nice. now sit in first place. Hey. Um. We had somebody mocking us because they'd offered us two weeks ago, I think, Nick Pavetta for Jack Flaherty, and we'd turned it down. And, of course, Pavetta's been awesome, and Flaherty's been in the minors. I would still rather have Flaherty than Pavetta.
1: Okay. Uh, Adam Wainwright – yeah, so, like I said, elbow inflammation, whereas Rich Hill is on his way back, we don't know how long it'll be for Wainwright, and he's, you know, he's not good. Uh, someone in my league picked up Atlanta starting pitcher Mike Soroka, and I'm not sure what that's about, but he is, you know, Soroka had not been a big strikeout guy in the minors until this year, but so far he has two walks, 20 strikeouts, and 15 and 2 thirds. Is there news on him?
2: I've heard rumors, rumblings on him. As of – and I'm Googling right now to make sure there's not, like, news this morning on him. I I think so far it's just rumors and rumblings.
1: Okay. Well, all right. So he's not very own. Mike Soroka, you can take a look at him for the Braves. The Rockies promoted David Dahl. And one thing to keep in mind, Gerardo Parra is currently suspended. He's serving his suspension. And I mentioned this earlier in the week. You guys kind of talked about it on Friday. Like, everything is going right for David Dahl because nobody is hitting well. For the Rockies, <laughs> they could easily play David Dahl every day, uh, but it's very really not clear that they will, Heath, and he's 49% owned. I'm going to start him in a five-outfielder league. I don't have any other options, but I'm a little bit nervous because I don't know what the playing time will be for Dahl, but but what do you think?
2: Dahl fits right in with Walker Buehler on the, man, this guy could be awesome, but I'm not sure it's going to matter. I had him at the bottom of the waiver wire today. If I knew that they plan on playing him every day, or even if they hadn't done what they've done with Ryan McMahon over the first three weeks of the season, he'd have probably been at the top. He's a guy that had an 859 OPS and 237 plate appearances in 2016. He's suffered through a lot of injuries, but if he was playing every day, he'd be must start in five outfielder and maybe three outfielder too.
1: All right. So, so get, get David Dahl, everybody. Uh, even if he's, even if you just have to stash him for now and then two guys, Heath, that are, um, owned in fewer leagues. Fifteen percent owned Mac Williamson, who did Homer on Friday. He went three for eleven over the weekend with no walks and three strikeouts. And Lourdes Guriel, Yuli's younger brother. Yuli said Lourdes is even better than Yuli is. And Toronto called him up, and he's going to play in the infield a little bit. Um, Williamson is fifteen percent owned. Guriel is twelve percent owned. Do you want those prospects?
2: Williamson's interesting, especially in a roto league, because he fits best in that format. And it's the format where you probably need five outfielders. I'm not really sure about Gurriel. Um, I, I, I definitely think he should be owned in AL-only leagues. He should definitely be owned in dynasty/slash keeper leagues. But I know I, in a regular 12-team points league, I can't see adding
1: him. Scott White, tell me what you think about the worst email of all time. All right. Okay. Oh, let's get Scott's uh, let's get Scott's microphone on over there. Scott White, let's hear it again. Uh, oh, hey, much better, Scott White. All right, we got an email from Chris Towers, and he said, Team Name Monday, sung to the tune of Macarena. Hey, Shamanaya.
0: Yeah, Chris is not a resident team name expert. <laughs> not that I am, I, but I know I'm not good at team names. So, yeah, that's a try. That's just. I mean, awful it's water. really
2: difficult for anybody on the podcast to be the team name expert after the whole Yasmani <laughs> money Tomas problems thing. No, we, like, it's, just, it's just been engraved in stone. I think
0: uh, we're we're just not the go to podcast for teams. I don't know why we have a team name Tuesday on this podcast. To be perfectly.
1: Honest. Oh my gosh, no! It's Team Name Tuesday. Where else are you, you going to hear it on another? I guess podcast? we have to
0: crowdsource our team names.
1: All right, guys, I want to hear about who you added and dropped. Uh, Scott, if we could just wrap it up. Other than Glaber Torres, who's eighty-four percent owned, out of Walker Buehler, Jack Flaherty, and David Dahl, who's the most addable
0: right now? I would say David Dahl, uh, but I don't. You know, I don't. I don't have a lot of confidence that any of them is sticking around for the long haul. It's just, you know, the it, it's always the case with these big prospect call-ups. Um, Cody Bellinger, last April, the fear was, oh, this is only going to be while uh, whoever... It I don't even remember who it was, but this guy was supposed to be on DL, DL for Gonzalez. the minimum. It may have been him. I can't remember if it was him or an outfielder, but the guy was supposed to be on the DL for the minimum, and they were like, yeah, we'll send it back down after that, and then obviously he stuck around forever. And that that is always a possibility. From what I understand, Walker Buehler... He's going to make one, maybe two starts, uh, and and only gets that second start because of a doubleheader Saturday. Uh, Jack Flaherty may not even come up at all, and if if he does, it'll probably just be for one start. Uh,
2: David Dahl has to perform, I think, to stick around, but there's the the clearest opening there, I think. I agree that Dahl has to perform to stick around. I'm a little more optimistic on Flaherty. I I do think, like, Wainwright's got an elbow thing that they don't think is that serious, but it's an elbow, and he's, like, 172 years old, and he's not any good anyway. So I kind of feel like if Flaherty comes up Saturday and gives another good outing, like, we may just see a six-man rotation until Wainwright sucks two more times, and then Flaherty's in the rotation.
1: So, look, guys, this is a really big show. We had so much going on over the weekend. We got to talk about Tyson Ross, guys like that. Julio Tehran had another good start. I think Mike Minor might be pretty underowned. Um, so we've got to talk about those guys. Uh, Let's wrap up the prospects with Glaber Torres. Um, you know, what's kind of interesting is Aaron Boone sort of said, and I guess you could look at the numbers and also make this conclusion that I think he kind of said that there's not one thing that he really stands out in. And from a fantasy perspective, that might be true. I don't know what you're going to get from Glaber Torres. You might just get a good all around player and you might not get any, he's so young, you might get a bad player. I don't know, but, um, is he, do you think he's an everyday player for the Yankees? Do you think he's a must own? He, he might be a little over owned, honestly, at eighty four percent. I'm not sure how, to, how I feel about Glaber Torrey. Oh, the right the plan
0: is the plan is for him to be their full time second baseman. Obviously, he has to play well to retain that job. But that's you know their their stated intentions for him are much uh, are, are long term, and they they called him up and planning he'd stick around. Now, um, I feel like the upside. I've said it before. I feel like the upside is similar to Carlos Correa. I think he was, you look at the way Carlos Correa's minor league career unfolded, um, you know, as he moved up the ladder, the plate discipline and power kept improving. Um, and obviously it was at its best once he reached the majors. And I feel like labor Torres, as highly regarded as he's been for as long as he's been, and the way the numbers have trended in the minors, uh, there's the hope that he's that good. He may I- not be, and he may not be right away, but it's, you know, with you're not going to win the lottery if you don't buy the ticket.
2: I think there's a good chance that Glabor T- Torres is not that good, but I agree with Scott that he should be almost universally owned just for the opportunity. And just real quick, because we're not going to probably have a lot of time to talk about him, there's another Yankees rookie that's yes. just absolutely mashing right now. We have Gale to talk Anduhar, about him. Mm-hmm. seven doubles, two home runs, and a triple in his last six games. He had 54 extra base hits last year in 125 games. I don't think he's going anywhere. And he's 53% owned? Yeah. 50, 54% owned? So yeah, don't yeah. let Torres, like Torres is a better prospect. There's no question, but part of that's because he's a shortstop also. I don't let Andujar be overshadowed.
1: Yeah. Andujar, it's actually Andujar he wants to be called. So we have to work Anduhar. on that. Yeah. Andujar batting 308 right now. And like Heath said, he's less.
2: That's that's ridiculous.
1: That's what he is, Dan Duar. Um, thirteen for twenty four, as Heath mentioned, two homers, seven doubles in his last six games. That's amazing. So yeah, like he's interesting. Brandon Belt Homered in four straight games, we got a lot to get to. Uh one thing that I know is not going anywhere, not being sent down, and by the way, you just to keep an eye on what the Yankees do with Brandon Drury when he comes back. I think they're fairly invested in him, so they there will be a little bit of an infield log jam. And Neil Walker, too. I mean, it's just we'll see. Um, Zip Recruiter's not going anywhere, guys. Because if you're hiring, you need great people for your business. You need a better way to find them. ZipRecruiter is that way to find them. This is much better than just posting your job online, sitting there and hoping and praying that the right people get back to you. ZipRecruiter will go out and find the right people for you. And the URL that you should go to if you want to try it for free is ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. You can try it for free. This is the smartest way to hire. 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter Get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. And I think one thing that separates ZipRecruiter, they spotlight the strongest applications you receive. You never miss a great match. It's really important not just to find people but to find the right people, and that's kind of what ZipRecruiter specializes in. It knows what you're looking for, identifies people with the right experience, and invites those people to apply to your job. So the right candidates are out there, everybody. If you're looking to hire, use ZipRecruiter. Big business, small business, does not matter. Our listeners can try it for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. That is ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. One more time. ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. All right, let's do ads and drops. I added five to 10 pounds and lost my voice and two Major League Baseball bets in Vegas. That was the highlight of my weekend. I forgot that the Twins have Fernando Rodney. So I bet on them. I completely forgot they have Fernando Rodney, and he cost me Friday's bet. But for you guys, <laughs> what were your interesting fantasy baseball transactions?
2: We have talked about a lot of them already. Okay. I did pick up Andujar in one league. I was able to pick up Dahl in one league. I picked up Walker Bueller in a couple leagues where I'm going to start him this week. Knowing, and Again, I want to be clear. I don't think you should drop anybody that is a long-term contributor to your team because I don't think Bueller will be. But I do think he should be a good option for this week.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I have I picked up Tyson Ross everywhere. He was still available. I did get him, him been, in one league too. May have been two leagues.
1: Yeah, this is exciting. Um, He's now fifty two percent owned. He had ten strikeouts yeah. at the I thought he was gonna face the Dodgers this week and then have two starts or last week have two starts this week, with one of them being at Colorado. Um he pitched on Friday instead of Wednesday. I think they had an off day Thursday. I don't know that I would have started him at Arizona anyway. I'm not sure I,
0: I trusted him at that point, but he threw 127 pitches. That's a little worrisome. Yeah. It's- Before Manaya was completing no-hitters, mm-hmm. Tyson Ross was trying to, and, it, yeah, there was a lot of pitches there. But, I mean, even though he didn't pull off the no-hitter, the bigger takeaway is that, like, he looks like he's basically back. He's getting a ton of swing and misses on his slider. Uh, 15, I think, in this start after 14 last start had 10 strikeouts in seven and two thirds innings. He's actually not throwing as hard as he did before a thoracic outlet surgery, but uh, from what I read, that's that's by design. He's he's trying to command his pitchers better, and it seems to be working for him. So, yeah, I think he's I think he's must own right now, and he's still like close to 50 percent available.
1: Yeah, Tyson Ross. Who would you be more excited at add right now? And, and Ryu is more owned, but Ryu or, or Ross?
0: Ryu. I would rather own Ross. Keep in mind, Ross is at RC Colorado. Run.
1: Ross is at Colorado this week, so you're not starting him this week. Probably. No, probably not. Yeah. All right, so Ross for uh, Scott, Ryu for Heath. Um, Ryu or, or Tehran? They're both 78, 76% owned right around there.
0: Ryu. Yeah, I'd say Ryu there. Okay.
1: Um, what do you think about Mike Miner? Is he under owned? He's forty four percent owned.
2: Yes. Yeah, I still sure don't know that i'd w- I- I'd like to know what percentage of our leagues are points leagues. But that's- I don't I don't know that it matters at this point. He's like he
0: hasn't he's been a little inefficient, so he hasn't been piling up quality starts here. But the starts have been quality, other than one. Uh, he had eighteen swinging strikes in five and a third innings this start over the weekend, and what I like most about it was how they were distributed among different pitches. Seven on a fastball, six on a slider, five on his curve. He's not just like this one gimmick pitch guy. He looks like a really strong pitcher.
1: And, uh, so this is Mike Miner we're talking about. And he's already faced Houston twice, I think. So that is, you know, that's kind of why I think his numbers are down a little bit. Um, maybe, in my opinion. Um, so, so Miner, Minor, Tyson Ross, I gotta tell you, man, like we got the fringy starting pitchers. And there are just so many guys that I think could be owned in more leagues. Like Miles Michaelis, I think, could yep. be owned in more leagues. Um, Sean Newcomb is sixty-eight percent owned. You know, he he does walk guys, but he's he's got a lot of upside. We'll get to all that. I think I, I, I've got to, definitely got to make time for it. But a lot of really interesting pitchers that I want out there. So you know, don't own the bad ones. That's my advice. Find the bad ones and get them off your team, and pick up the good ones, guys. That's that's what I would say. I, I don't know how about you. That's how I feel though. Um I added Jamer Candelario because he's in Scott's sleeper hitters column. And I thought I might need a third baseman with Chris Bryant, but I think Bryant should probably be okay. But Candelario's looking good and I dropped Ian Happ. Uy. I didn't feel great about it. But like, what do you do? Like, can we drop Ian Happ right now? I'm one and two. I feel like I don't want to go one and three.
2: I, uh, I obviously have like most of the Ian Happ ownership with my teams. And I've dropped him in one league. Yeah, I don't have a lot
0: of Ian Happ. I mean, I guess maybe Scooter Jeanette's my Ian Happ, but I haven't I haven't dropped him anywhere yet, so I guess I can understand that. But there, other than my like NL and AL only leagues, I don't feel like there's any roster out there for me where I just I have expendable players. You know, like it's always a tough call who I'm going to drop. Mm-hmm. And when there's a less than full timer who's stinking up the joint. I don't know, it seems pretty easy to do to me.
1: Well, I'll tell you another guy I added that might have been a big mistake was Bud Norris. I just want some damn saves, even if it's just for one week, but yesterday Norris pitched the eighth and, uh, Holland pitched the ninth and it wasn't I, a save situation.
2: Right. I think may, and I think that's a bad sign because Holland did well. I don't know that he's got it yet though. That was a seven run game. Yeah. I kind of think maybe that it was just like, Hey, let's try to do this one time when it won't cost us the game.
1: But why did they pitch Norris in the eighth?
2: That's, I think eventually that's where he'll be.
1: Yeah, I know I know it's, it's going to be this week. you know I don't want to get burned by having a setup man in my lineup, right. so I might have
0: to right I, Matheny said they're not quite ready to go to it yet, but they could
2: be on Wednesday, you know and so right. I would say the next save opportunity is Norris's, but after that I don't feel confident and he'll, so, get you, he'll get you one save this week.
1: you know for me, <laughs> it's going to come down like it's going to be Ken Giles or Bud Norris, and I don't even know what to do there. Because <laughs> it doesn't look like Ken Giles is, is definitely the closer right now He pitched on Friday and Sunday in non-save situations He yeah. pitched well But but also I wanted to say I think that uh, Mike Miner is facing Oakland this week And they have been really bad against lefties So he'll be a reliever for me in that same league But forget about me I just think that it could help anybody out there with Mike Miner Alright, your news and notes Are we starting Chris Bryant?
2: Yes I think he's fine Okay,
1: Salvador Perez should be back soon Xander Bogarts could be back Friday. Here's a guy that should be owned in every categories league probably and even points leagues. To keep an eye on Delano DeShields. Shields. He's going to lead off. He's going to steal bases. He's 53% owned. He gets on base. He's back.
0: Back after three weeks.
1: Yeah. Quick, man. Yeah. Shohei Otani scheduled to pitch Tuesday at Houston. Starter Sid Otani this week.
0: I'm going to start him. I understand
2: why you wouldn't. Might not want to, but I'm going to. I do not have to make that decision because I don't have any Shohei Otani, unfortunately. Um, I would I would be very hesitant. Like I would start Walker Buehler over him.
1: Okay, uh, it's partially the blister and partially the matchup, right? Both.
2: Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's a chance he goes not a not a great one, but there's a chance he goes three batters and it's like, oh crap.
1: I think if he were if he were totally healthy, we would have no problem with him facing any matchup. So, but you know, it's just it's kind of tricky. Um, Tommy Fam day to day with a groin injury. Starter sit. Tommy Pham.
0: Yeah, as much as he sat over the weekend, I'd probably sit him. Five outfielder leagues. You, you know, you could probably gamble a little more, especially if it's Roto. But in head to head, I think it's too risky. Yeah, I no way I'm starting him in a three outfielder league.
1: D Gordon has a sore foot, but he pinch hit yesterday, so he's probably fine. Matt Harvey's in the bullpen. See ya. And, and I, he is
2: not happy about it.
1: And he shouldn't be. That's fine. I mean it's it was the right decision. But get angry, Matt. But Zach Wheeler is another pitcher. Fifty nine percent owned. It's a yeah. lot of guys I want to take a shot on right and, now. And
0: suddenly he's a two star pitcher because of the rain out Sunday. He was a two star pitcher last week, and yeah. that didn't pan out, obviously. Uh but he is again now. At St. So. Louis
1: and at San Diego. Not bad. Right,
0: probably needs to be more than 59% owned just because of that. Having said that, I'd rather own most of the pitchers
2: you've mentioned as part of this. Michaelis, Tyson Ross, Ryu. See, I think that Wheeler one's really interesting if you go back to the Shohei Otani owner. Because you've got Wheeler against the Padres and the Cardinals, fine, whatever. I I think I'd rather start Wheeler.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's safer. Um, Zach Britton threw off a half mound. He hopes to return in late May. I didn't know what a half mound was.
2: Jake I made Lamb. that joke on Friday and it bombed. So don't don't try it.
1: Oh really? Okay. Okay. Good to know. Jake Lamb will be shut down for a couple of days due to elbow tendinitis. Hunter Renfro is on the DL. Manuel Margot is back though for the Padres. Franchi Cordero has actually been hitting pretty well. But is do you think Franchi sits against lefties? He's only twenty percent owned. The way he's played right now. Do you think Franchi deserves to be owned in more than 20% of leagues, or will he sit it, against lefties, or both, or what? Is he hitting
0: well? Yeah. Because he's not? Because he's hitting two forty three. I mean, he he hits the ball really hard. But yeah, he he's got three
1: home runs in 10 games and two steals.
0: And he's terrible play discipline. Like, I think, and I don't know exactly what Michael Taylor's hard contact percentages look like, but I think... Cordero probably profiles as a similar player to him. He actually hit the longest home run of the season so far this weekend at Chase Field with the Humidor. But, um, I just nonetheless, think, that ten, nonetheless, it was, it only counted as one home run.
1: 10 games, <laughs> uh, two steals. I mean, 20% owned. Like, would, would you rather own Malik Smith or Franchi Cordero?
2: Malik's. Malik's for sure.
1: For sure. Okay. Well, playing time could definitely be an issue for Cordero, so we'll keep an eye on it.
2: He is a um, very hip player right now. A lot of people getting a lot of buzz. We're just not part of that. <laughs> we're not hip to that. We're not, we're not part
0: of that. We're crowd. not we're not the podcast for team names, and we're not the podcast for Franchi.
2: Like Franchi is Las Vegas, and Scott and I are Adam Azer, and we are just not partaking in any <laughs> of it.
1: I partook it. I just said I was the boring one. I you know I was there. I was there for all the activities. <laughs> showed up. Very, very mature adult trip, I will say. Uh, there was nothing scandalous. Uh, Major League Baseball had its 26th postponement due to weather in April. The most in April since that stat began, uh, being tracked in 1986, whatever. And Anthony Rendon is on the DL with a toe injury. You probably will get him back next week. So, we've got the most added list to talk about. Let's, let's take a quick look at the bullpen. Cause one of the guys I dropped, Brad Brock. For, um for Bud Norris. I don't know what the hell's going on with Brad Brock. Darren O'Day got a save on Friday. Yeah. Brock was available, and then he Brock pitched is. yesterday in a non-save situation, and he was
2: terrible. Yeah, I'll go ahead and predict that Brad Brock's going to get a save in their next opportunity. Yeah, that's yeah, probably. And the uh, reason why you're predicting that, just because— I don't cause, um, think he's—like, I don't think he's lost the job. I think it was just—there's too many bullpens, right? Like, we s- are very fond of saying— Nobody really sticks with the committee. It always works out to where one guy gets saved, and that's always been true. This year, that doesn't look true.
1: Yeah, it might not be. Uh, Shane, okay, I'm just going to name, do you see any changes potentially being made in Detroit, Texas, or Minnesota? No, right? Not yet.
2: Well, um, Addison Reed was awful last night, right, or yesterday? Yes, he was. So that would have been the one I would have been most excited about. I don't think the Rangers have a good closer. I don't think the Tigers have anywhere close to a better option. So, Joe Jimenez is somebody to keep an eye on in the Tigers bullpen. The
0: he's been billed as a closer of the future since he was in the minors, and he's off to a good start. Strikeouts have been kind of low, but they're not supposed to be. And uh, you know, it it could happen if Shangreen continues to struggle.
1: All right, uh, Brewers bullpen. I'm um, just gonna like lose my lunch over that one. And uh, because Jeffress got a save, what, on Friday? Oh, no, he pitched in the tie game in the ninth. Um, Then he pitched in the sixth on Sunday, and then Hader got another save on Sunday.
2: Yeah, I'm still, like, I'm very confident starting Hader in any format.
0: That's probably the guy. Like, I don't think he's the closer, but he's as significant a part of that group as anybody, and he's obviously the best pitcher of that group. I think by the time they settle on somebody, Konepa will be coming back. Agreed. So I'm just kind of I'm kind of over it.
1: If you had to start one Astros reliever, who would it be?
0: It would be Giles. Yeah, I think so. All
1: right, Kenley Jansen was good on Saturday and was got the save on Sunday. Was a little bit shaky, but it seems like he's making progress. Kenley Jansen
0: the velocity and, looked fine in that Sunday outing. Like he averaged on his cutter what he averaged last year, more or less. Good.
1: And Jerry's Familia uh, had a bad outing, but he's fine. He's been getting a lot of work. All right, let's take a look at the roster trends and the most added players in com leagues. All right, going to be a lot of two-star pitchers on this list. Chad Bettis is a two-star pitcher, and he is the most added player in com leagues, and that seems bad like a goal. bad
0: idea. <laughs> bad idea.
1: He's got – Sandy well, he's got San Diego at home and Miami on the road. Maybe it's not such a bad they are good
0: matchups. Bad chittos. I just think this is <laughs> going to all fall apart sooner than later. And look, Padres score a lot of runs sometimes too. Will yeah. Myers is back.
1: Actually, yeah, and Christian Villanueva is the number two most added player, and he's 80% owned. So let me actually take a quick little detour from the most added to <laughs> – well, within the most added, these trending hitters. Uh, number two on the most added list is Villanueva. Number three is Teoscar Hernandez. He's 58% owned. Villanueva's 80% owned. And Duhar, 53% owned. Brandon Belt, 52% owned. Louis Brinson, 40% owned. Villanueva, Teoscar Hernandez, and Duhar. Brandon Belt, Louis Brinson. Some of them on the most added list. What do you guys think about them? Who's the Who's the one that you feel like? Oh, we got to go out and get this guy.
0: A uh, belt probably has the most. Like, I'm the most confident in who in that he's going to be a quality option. He probably doesn't have the highest ceiling of that group, but he's the one I I think if if they're all out there, and it'd have to be a pretty shallow league. I think he's to be the one I'm most likely to add. He's he's certainly the points league
2: choice. I I would be most excited about putting a guy on my bench, in andu Anduhar and Duhar yeah, and Teoscar. Teoscar's got some serious playing time concerns, but they've basically said, "How can we not play him?" Right.
0: I mean, what's weird about him is he wasn't a huge power hitter in the minors, but if you just go back to his time with the Blue Jays last year, eight home runs and 88 at bats, and he's up to. What, three already this year? Yeah, three. And just and a handful eight games? Of games? Eight games. Stephen Yeah, knew. yeah. <laughs> He did have a very high projection, um, that we had to, uh, we had to intervene on. But, um, but yeah, he's off to a great start with the power, and it's, I think going into last year's game, his soft contact rate, according to Fangraphs, was 0. 0.0. Obviously a small sample, but that's still pretty cool.
1: Tasker Hernandez. Okay, so, um. Yeah, so Brandon Belt's very interesting because he has homered in four straight games all on the road. He's got six home games this week. And he's been an 18-homer guy, 17 or 18 homers in four of his last five seasons. But in two of those seasons, he actually hit for a pretty good amount of power, but just didn't play that many games. And in those two seasons, his batting average was in the 240s, whereas Belt is usually a 280 hitter. Right now, he's got both. Right now, he's hitting 288 and five home runs in 17 yeah. games.
0: That it was very interesting what he did last year because it looked like there was some bad luck there on the batted balls. He's normally a very high babbip guy and he was a low babbip guy last year, but the power was awesome. Um, this this may be the best of both worlds, and it was hard to hype him in spring training because he was coming back from this severe concussion and who knows how that was going to affect him. Clearly, it's not affecting him, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, he's he's definitely. We added him in the 16-team for the People League, and that's not the only league I would have I would add him in.
2: I don't want to poo-poo Brandon Belt. I think he's a very, very good hitter that has really been hurt by where he plays his home games. He's only played five games at home this year. He's got four of his five home runs are on the road. They've already played 12 games on the road. I think he's really good. I don't I don't want to say that I don't think he's good. I but. I think the same thing that's always happened is probably going to happen.
0: I gotta ask you guys this because I created a stir on Twitter yesterday. Oh, record record setting twenty one pitch at bat mm-hmm. for Brandon Belt yesterday took twelve minutes. Is that good baseball viewing or bad baseball viewing? Good. It's There's good. Undeniably good. Okay. Only if I it mean, happens 12, every 12 so is a often. Ton the, of airtime. The reason it's good I and mean, you're just watching a guy making out basically.
2: Well, but the oh. whole time you don't know you're making watching him make an out. Yeah. Did you know he, but home, like, he, he didn't homer watch. on that at bat? No. He, he flew, he flew out. out. Oh, okay. He homered later in the um, game. Well, I, I bad. would say yeah. the reason it's so good is because it never happens. If it happened yeah, right right 5 times in a game, yeah. it would be awful. And it would probably be different if you didn't know the result, and it would definitely be
0: different if it was a playoff game when there were actual stakes, you know? Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm not on. I'm not sure how I feel. I I made a joke as if it was bad baseball, and some people loved it, some people hated it. Whatever. <laughs> I just I just curious what you guys. Yeah, I think your guys, the, you, your reaction would
1: be the novelty is is what made it good. Um, yeah. all right, other players on the most added list, Bud Norris. We just mentioned he's 54% owned, but beware. Tyson Ross, fifty two percent. Chris Stratton is fifty-five percent. Chris Stratton has the has the well look, he's been really good, right? But he's got the Nationals and the Dodgers both at home this week. All right, all right. Look, I'd rather go with Zach Wheeler, personally. Yep.
2: Yeah, there's a long list of pitchers I'd rather
0: go with. Chris Stratton was pretty low in my two star pitcher rankings. Well outside of the group I recommend.
1: Actually, I think Ian Kennedy, guys, this week, Milwaukee and the White
2: Sox at home. What do you think?
0: No, thank you. He was outside of my recommended group too. Really?
2: Yeah. I I just can't get past what the peripherals say about Ian Kennedy, and it's terrifying. But
1: it's the White Sox, I think that
2: you know that I like. But all right, fine,
0: avoid yeah, him. Yeah, avoid him. I mean, this I said this Friday. Like, I feel like we're paying a, with the two star pitchers, we've been paying a little too much attention to how good the matchups are and not enough to how good the pitcher is. Mm-hmm. Like and maybe that's just philosophically how I approach it, but like I'm I'm not somebody who super spams the two star pitchers. There there may be
2: a guy or two in a league that's worth picking up, but for the most part I just roll with who I have. And see I I have multiple points leagues teams obviously, and about half it's about half and half. There's two of them where I'm just not interested in really doing this, but there's two of them where I pretty much do it every week.
1: Are you guys starting or sitting Tyler Skaggs this week um, at Houston at home against the Yankees?
0: He's in the he's in the fringy range. Um, I wouldn't do it in a categories league. I might in a points league, but it's not like if he happens to be uh, how old how old is he? Sixty nine percent, Tyler. Skaggs. If he if he happens to be available, I don't know that I'm dropping anybody I care about for him. No,
2: no, yeah,
0: no. I'm not optimistic. Uh, for this week for
1: Skaggs. All right, actually there really are um a lot of interesting two star pitcher options, but also on this most added list. Well, Candelario. Should we talk more about him, Scott? He is one of your sleeper hitters. He's forty-one percent owned. Candelario. Yes, I
0: like I like the Tigers matchups this week. It's a bunch of righties who he's done almost all of his damage against this year. Um, and this is yeah. After a very slow start, we saw what good Candelario looks like. Uh, there's there's enough power there that with the um, the bat skills getting on base. Not striking out a ton, he can be he can be a pretty useful guy. Third base is deep. Like Andujar's out there, Christian Villanueva, and long term Candelario is probably the least enticing of them. But if you need a stopgap, a fill in, maybe you lost Rendon, whatever, uh, especially in a points league where Rendon is most valuable. Candelario is a good fill in.
1: Would I be crazy to start Candelario over Miguel Sano this week?
0: I don't. Know that you wouldn't points League. I think you would. Be crazy? I think you'd be crazy. Roto League, yeah, there's no way I'd do it.
1: Well, I know Candelario's good, but he is not nearly as good or reliable as SeatGeek. The best way to find tickets, the fastest way, the easiest way that I've found to shop for tickets. I've got the SeatGeek app on my phone. So, sports, concerts, comedy, theater, SeatGeek is my go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket, and it needs to be your go-to app as well because we are just handing out money. We're just giving you $20. All you got to do is download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code FANTASY, and if you use that promo code FANTASY, you get 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. I get so many tweets and emails. I've read some of them on the air. People really love the SeatGeek app. And they, they use it. They tell me, Hey, I went to this game and I had a great time and thank you SeatGeek and I saved 20 bucks. So you should do it too. The promo code is fantasy. SeatGeek searches multiple sites and pulls in the results and grades every ticket based on value. You can immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget and every purchase is fully guaranteed. And one more time, everybody download that SeatGeek app. I love it. It's awesome. Please use it and use the promo code fantasy for 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. Promo code's fantasy. Alright, so I asked you, would I be crazy if I started Jameer Candelario over, uh, Miguel Sano? You were a little split, but let's play this game. Would I be crazy if I preferred you Darvish to Johnny Quaidau, rest of season?
2: Oh good, we're gonna talk about Johnny Cueto. I got a lot of tweets about Johnny Cueto this weekend, I'm wanting to talk about him. Well, if you wanna talk about him positively, this is kind of an unfair comparison, right? I mean, obviously the answer is you Darvish, so you'd be crazy. Fun fact, if you combine Johnny Cueto's ERA and his whip, it equals one. Well, that is That's nice. Cool. I think Junior Guerra has a .58 whip. Should we
1: bump him up the rankings, too, and declare it a win?
2: Well, has Junior Guerra been a top-12 pitcher for most of his career, like Johnny Cueto has? Yes, he has. We all know that. Okay, obviously not. Johnny Cueto <laughs> awesome. I think you, Darvish is going to be fine.
1: Okay, so who would you rather would have?
2: You be crazy to prefer Cueto to Darvish. You would not be crazy to prefer Cueto to Darvish. Who, would you would prefer you do? Cueto to Darvish? That was not the question. Well, I'm asking a different one. You're not the host.
0: <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to ask <laughs> it. Ask a I'm asking it.
2: <laughs> who would you rather have? Um, I think I'd still rather have Darvish. Like I had Darvish as a top twelve pitcher at the start of the year. I had Cueto around thirty or thirty five. Cueto's top twenty now. Um, but- he may
0: be top twenty now. I don't know that I disagree. Uh, he's, you know, his velocity's definitely down from a couple years ago, but he's just he's such a goofy pitcher. Like he, the way he alters his delivery every time. I don't know. It seems to be working. He's obviously getting strikeouts,
2: and yeah, I, th- I think he'll be okay. I th- I think either way on that debate, you could make a case for it. I'm getting a little bit concerned about Darvish's walks.
1: I'm getting a little concerned about his mentality, cause it seems like there's this thing where one tiny hiccup turns into a horrible inning. And I've been reading about it, and they've been talking about it, and it's just like, it seems correctable, but maybe he's just got a confidence issue right now. But
2: I didn't, yeah. I didn't expect him to be good. I sat him at Colorado. I really don't care about this last start. Right. And, like, you look, he's a 30, almost a 32 year old pitcher. He's got a career 76% strand rate, which is pretty good. I, I don't, I don't think he suddenly has a problem pitching out of the stretch or pitching with runners on base. He'll be fine.
1: All right. Am I crazy if I wanted to buy low on Miguel Sano?
0: It's not crazy. Not at all. What's, what, what is a buy low offer for Miguel Sano? I think that's what I'd struggle with.
1: Um, because how about? I mean,
0: there's a chance he's just not good.
1: Huh. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's always a tough call, but um, I I I got nothing right now. <laughs> I, I got mean, nothing. I, I would I, trade Johnny Cueto for him. I, uh, I, Mitch Haniger of like a
0: 40 homer guy with a pretty good OBP. Who would you and rather have? Probably not.
1: Mitch okay. Haniger. Sorry, Mitch
0: Haniger or Miguel Sano? I would rather have. Mitchard Haniger.
2: Yeah, I'd say <laughs> Hanniger too. He's in a much, uh, much more shallow position.
1: <laughs> Mitchard Hanniger, that was good. <laughs> um, am I crazy for wanting to pick up Lucas Giolito, 59% owned?
0: No. Uh, I, th- I think dropping Giolito is the appropriate response by now. But I I say that knowing there's a very good chance at some point this season he'll have a stretch of dominant starts where we look and realize, hey, he's throwing his curveball more. I wonder why he wasn't doing that all along. I just have no idea when that's going to happen, and there's way too many other interesting pitchers out there to waste time on it.
1: My goodness, has Lucas Giolito been bad? And, yeah, well, we'll end that segment there. Let's talk about um, more pitchers and hitters to add in deep leagues – CJ Crone, Jorge Soler, Joey Wendell, Albert Almora, all owned in less than 20% of leagues. Crone, Soler, Wendell, and Almora. How do you guys like them?
2: Uh, Crone and Soler both are interesting in deep five outfielder leagues.
1: I mean, Soler is actually quite interesting. He's got 11 walks to 15 strikeouts. He has a seven-game hitting streak, and um, he has six walks in his last three games.
2: Everything but the power has been there for Solaire, and the one thing we didn't have any doubt about was the power. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I I didn't even notice that was going on with his plate discipline, so
0: that's that's very interesting. Joey Krone. Wendell,
1: 4%. Oh, sorry, Scott. And, any interest in Wendell?
0: No. Okay. No, it's not even... It, he doesn't have power. He doesn't have speed. He doesn't play every day. Okay. Do you want to say something about Crone? Oh, I just like his plate discipline's awful. So I'm not... Uh, it, it would have, like... What kind of league are you hurting for a first base option? That's where I'd go after Crone. It's got to be a pretty deep league, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. And can I just tell you about the greatest
1: thing I discovered in Las Vegas? It was actually on the flight back. Oh, my God. The show, Trial and Error. Have you ever seen it?
0: I've never heard of it. Nope, never heard it. I had it.
1: never heard of it either. It is, it is the new Arrested Development. It's so funny. I have seen four episodes. Everybody watch Trial and Error tonight. Right now. Stop listening to the podcast and watch trial and error. Um, all right. Pitchers, pitchers, pitchers. Are you ready to consider the idea of starting to think about dropping the following pitchers? <laughs> <laughs> ready to consider the idea of starting to think about dropping the following pitchers? Sonny Gray. Um,
0: Rolls off the tongue. Ready to think. Like, if you're putting that many, many um, safeguards in there. I guess, sure, I'm sure, – what is it again? How do you phrase it again? Ready to consider the idea of starting to think about
1: dropping Sonny Gray. I'm ready
0: to consider starting to think about the idea of dropping Sonny Gray. But I'm not quite
2: to the point where I'm starting to consider blah, 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 blah. blah. <laughs> As a noted Sonny Gray hater, I will say Sonny Gray should not be 100% owned.
1: Uh, he isn't. He's ninety three percent owned. <laughs> well, no
2: pitcher is one hundred. percent That's, that's a little Pitch. too high. Yeah. I, I think he should be more like eighty nine percent. I don't think he should be owned <laughs> in an eight team league. I don't think he should. I think he's droppable in a ten team league for the right option. Is he also a buy low? Uh, I kind of feel like buying low on Sunny Gray is finding him on the waiver wire. I just, I think one thing to remember with Sonny Gray, and and look,
0: I'm very disappointed, and I expected better, and I'm sad. He was awful at the start of last year too, and obviously figured it out.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. He, he, I mean, he 10 was starts. also awful in 2016.
1: Yes, ten starts. But he had a 4.84 ERA last year, and then he was very good after that. Yep. Uh, 17 starts. His final 17 starts, he had a 2.84 ERA and not a strikeout per inning, but 95 strikeouts in 104 and two thirds.
2: He has been unlucky, but um, he's also been bad. And it, when you're unlucky and bad at the same time you have an 827 I memory. guess like cuz
0: walks have been a big problem for him right and they were been for Darvish and um uh, there's another big pitcher I'm forgetting but we've talked about walk issues for pitchers here in the early go like for the most part if a pitch unless a pitcher has a history of just being a horrible walk guy I feel like those get figured out
2: I agree with that part I think the one thing that's kind of um being masked here, and I'll get a little bit Chris Towers with the K per nine versus K percentage. He's got an 827 K per nine, which looks fine for Sonny Gray. In fact, a little better than his career average. But that's largely because he's facing so many batters each inning. Mm-hmm. His K percentage is 17.4%, and that is the lowest mark of his career.
1: All right, so the rest of this list is Luis Castillo, John Gray, Danny Duffy, Marcus Stroman, and Felix Hernandez. And Hernandez is the most droppable. I don't know why he's 84% owned. Stop owning him. Uh, in and
2: Duffy is in that uh, like he, he should not be owned in an eight-team league. He's droppable in a 10-team league. And I could understand <laughs> if you dropped him in a 12-team league.
1: Yeah, and, and I just want to say, like, Felix, I'm not saying don't own Felix Hernandez in any leagues, but 84% is obviously too high. Yeah.
0: No, I don't think he's good anymore. I have more hope for Duffy. But, I mean, if you're talking 18-10 team leagues, I could understand dropping him also. Uh, but his velocity was actually back in this start as bad as it was, and he was starting on three days rest. And
1: Yes, he was. Yeah. And you called him a, a buy low, and I totally agree, Danny Duffy, last week before
2: this so, start. So just to be clear, last week we called Sean Manaya a sell high <laughs> and Danny Duffy a buy low. Looking forward to the segment this week. Yeah. I
0: mean, the thing is, you can sell even higher on
2: Manaya now and buy even lower on Danny Duffy now. Like, we got a, we got one of the, tw- we got a lot of tweets, right? At least about, I sold Manaya for this guy. Oh no. Yeah. One of them was Jose Quintana. I, I would that's do that. Good. To, I'd do that right yeah, now. That's good.
0: So that's, that's exact. Like, I feel like you should sell Sean Manaya. If you're going, the way to sell high on Manaya is to sell him on that level. A Quintana. Or a Paxton or an Aaron Nola. Not saying you trade him straight up for those guys, though that would be fine. But whatever you'd expect to get for those guys, that's what you should expect to get for Mania.
2: I wonder though, Scott, if you would take Mania for Sonny Gray or Luis Castillo. It's a good question.
0: I think I would take him for Sonny Gray. I don't think I would for Castillo. Wait, well, I'm I'm confused. So
1: rank Castillo, Mania, Gray.
0: I'll go Castillo Manaya Gray. Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, alright, so skipping around, of course, we never have time for everything. We'll go to the fringy guys, people that, you know, pitchers that our fantasy owners can actually pick up. Uh, so part one, fringy starting pitchers. Jordan Montgomery, this is 65 to 79% owned. Jordan Montgomery, Ivanova, Nova, Hyunjin Ryu, Nick Pavetta, Ronaldo Lopez. Who's your favorite there? Montgomery, Nova, Ryu, Pavetta, Ronaldo.
2: Pavetta. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Then Reynaldo. No. Reynaldo, we haven't talked about Reynaldo's walks, but they've been high. Very high. He
1: had yeah. a stomach issue yesterday and he walked four in five innings, but he, even, I mean, it's all year. 15 walks, 23 strikeouts, and in 24 innings.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, that's bad and it's not like he's getting this crazy high strikeout total to compensate for it. So I still have major doubts about Lopez. He'd probably be third at this group for me.
1: Behind who? Pavetta?
0: Pavetta and Ryu. Oh, Ryu, right.
1: Oh, okay, we also have Julio Tehran, Lance Lynn, Sean Newcomb, Marco Estrada, and Michael Waka. Julio Tehran, Lance Lynn, Sean Newcomb, Estrada, and Waka. they're all 65 to 79% owned.
2: Newcomb's the only one I'm interested in. Or excited about, and he should be in the first group. I'm fine owning Lance Lynn
0: at the level he's owned now. I think better times are ahead. You can you can understand a rocky start given his you know he didn't sign with the team till what mid March.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think he'll be okay.
1: I dropped Lynn for Lo- Lopez this morning. Actually,
0: that's fine. Yep, they're both in the same range. Lopez probably a little more upside.
1: Frenchie starting pitchers part two, 50 to 64% owned. Giolito, Miles Michaelis, Tyson Ross.
0: It surprises me Miles Michaelis isn't like 85, 90% owned at this point because he has been very solid and in a way that I feel like has gotten a lot of hype. Uh, He hasn't been as big of a bat misser as we like to see, but one thing we didn't talk about much this spring is just how good of a control pitcher he is. He's walked two all season, and you look at what he was doing in Japan, same thing. So you get a guy who throws 97-98 with a, with a eye-popping curveball,
2: and he doesn't walk anybody. I, I think that's going to lead to good things. Really interesting. He started the season with two games against the Brewers, and neither of them went particularly well. Then he pitched two games against the Reds, and both of them went very well. So right. I was a, a doubter of Michaelis before the year— I haven't totally bought in, but I do think he's underowned.
1: Do you like him better than Tyson Ross? I do. Yes. Do you like yes. Miles Michaelis better than Nick Pavetta, Hyunjin Ryu? I do, yeah.
2: I do. I don't like him as much as Newcomb.
1: Okay. Fringy starting pitchers part three, 30 to 49% owned. Kashner, Liriano, Shasin, Mike Miner, and then I put Yoli Shasin in again. So Shasin twice. You have two chances to get him. <laughs> Cashner. Uh, I'll just... pass
2: both times. Okay. Yeah, no, thank you. Miner is the only one that I'm really – That's stunning,
0: especially now that we're going through the process of seeing how owned all these pitchers are, that he's only 44% owned. He's had one bad start. I think he's only had one quality start, but it's been an innings thing.
1: Yeah. Um, and he they could manage my, uh, Mike Miner's workload a little bit this year. I don't know how – he's probably not going to pitch on four days rest very often, but he's still, you know, pitch enough. Uh, deep leagues, own in less than 30% of leagues. Junior Guerra, Yanni Chirinos, Caleb Smith, big game for Caleb Smith, 10 strikeouts at the Brewers. Uh, Bartolo Colon, Ben Lively, Kyle Gibson, Jason Hamill, Matt Cook, Homer Bailey, Mike Fires.
2: Yanni is the only sparp, right, on this list. He's the only one I'm really interested in. I am, I am
0: sad that I was not firm in my, Dismissal of Yanni Chir- Chirinos because it seems like the moment I said, yeah, he might be okay on a waiver wire video a couple weeks ago. Since then, it's been all downhill. And I, yeah, I don't, I don't see a ton of upside there. Uh, Caleb Smith is interesting he because is. he is striking out so many batters and just a two pitch pitcher who Sits at ninety three, ninety four. I guess that's pretty good for a left hander, but it's, it's not like he, like you watch him pitch, and I'm not really sure how he's getting all these strikeouts. But it's been going on all season, and this was the best yet. So five percent, it certainly needs to be higher than that. Um, Caleb Smith, I forgot a prob- name. Forgot he a probably name. should be the forty percent owned pitcher. What Mike Miner's more like seventy five.
1: Well, forty percent, yeah. I mean, he is also walking everybody. He's got fifteen walks, thirty two strikeouts in twenty one and, and two thirds. 582 I mean, but, ERA.
0: Okay, but think about what 40% means.
1: It's, I it's mean, pretty low.
0: Uh, it, it, we're probably talking 16 teams and deeper. 40%. Okay.
2: Yeah, I don't no, know. Oh, no, we don't 40%? have 40%? 40% of our leagues are 16 teams or deeper? I don't think that's true at all. I think uh, okay, 15 or deeper?
0: No. Keep no. Going I, maybe 14?
1: Maybe 14?
0: I mean, you look at the players who are owned in 40% or less. There, there aren't many like who we ever talk about on the show like it's most of the, the majority of the players are like 80% and up there like
1: are very up. few people who are owned in fewer than 40% of leagues that are like really good that that exactly you know so when you get an opportunity you got you got to take a chance okay so we didn't know at the time that Joey Lucchese was going to be a guy who's owned in more than 80% of leagues he at one point was owned in like 2% of leagues so maybe you take a shot i i do see some appeal in Caleb Smith 40% a little high but there's another guy that I forgot to mention, Daniel Mangdon. Now he faced the Red Sox without Mookie Betts, without Hanley Ramirez, without Eduardo Nunez, but he was very good against them, and he's now 20% owned, Daniel Mangdon. Yep,
0: yeah, he's probably in that Caleb Smith territory yeah. where I don't really think he's going to be a viable mixed league option, but I at least see the possibility. Okay.
1: Of it. Alright, uh, are you guys ready for some emails to finish our show? Sure. Okay, good. I just want to make sure you're ready. Would you rather have, this is from Taylor from Chapel Hill, Chapel Hill. How do you rank? Fulmer, Lucasie, Ross, Flaherty, and... Bueller. There it is. Bueller. (laughs) Took a little while. Sorry. Bueller. Okay, so again, it's Fulmer. I'm not going to make you rank all of them. Give me your top three. Fulmer, Lucasie, Tyson Ross, Flaherty, Walker
0: Bueller. Lucasie, Fulmer, and I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Tyson
2: Ross. I will go Lucasie, Flaherty, Fulmer, and I will also say that if it was just for a one week thing, Beulah would be number one.
1: Alright, Um this is an interesting, Scott, are you on the show tomorrow? No. Hmm. We have a question about whether- Do you we're... want me to be? Well, Mike wants to know if we're ready to admit our, our error of our preseason ways with our starting pitcher over evaluation. Um, I'm not no. ready to admit that, by the way. In fact, I'm getting so many trade offers. People want my pitchers because their yes. pitching sucks. It's,
2: it's tr- very hard to acquire a pitching. Uh, yeah. acquire
0: pitching. And I the, don't
2: know. I was able to trade a guy that still hasn't gotten off the DL yet for Johnny Cueto.
1: Adam Eaton, yes, who, who
0: <laughs>
2: only
1: was like the best hitter in baseball while he was healthy. What an <laughs> idiot I am for trading for Adam Eaton. Yeah.
2: There it is, um, there it is I mean, the big four have been
0: awesome So, obviously, there's yeah that, That's that gone about as we'd hoped Have some of the ones in the next tier Not gotten off to such great starts Yeah, but that was expected
1: Alright, real quick here, from Cameron Oh, we already talked about this one You traded Minaya for Quintana, that's not bad From Daniel, someone dropped Domingo Santana In my categories league Should I drop Dansby Swanson, Aaron Hicks Moncada, or Michaelis for Domingo Santana?
2: I'd rather have Santana than Swanson um and yeah, I mean,
0: uh, it's hard to know exactly what your needs are at the middle infield spots. Hicks would be fine to drop form to. too.
1: Chris in Marathon, New York, grade the twit, grade the twade, grade the trade in a twenty-team dynasty categories league. Ooh, give up Swanson and Carlos Gomez. Get Aaron Altair and Rinaldo Lopez.
0: A minus. It sounds fine. I'll say B.
1: From Chris D. Joey Lucchese versus the Mets, or Garrett Richards versus the Yankees this
0: week? Garrett Richards was really good this weekend, huh? Oh, yeah. He was, but I'll take Lucchese. Far and away the best start. I agree. <laughs> uh
1: Scott from Homer Glen, Marcus Stroman was dropped in my 14-team Roto League. I have the number one waiver priority. Should I pick up Marcus Stroman, 14-team Roto?
2: Yeah, you should, but, man, he's been bad.
1: Sean from a town in New York. Would you drop Lucchese and or Eduardo Rodriguez? For Jack Flaherty and or Walker Bueller.
0: I, I wouldn't. I uh, wouldn't. I don't think I would either. I mean, I, I want those young guys. Bueller. But I just feel like that's too, th- too, Bueller, too high of a threshold. I hope you mark Bueller. What'd you say? Bueller. Here! Bueller. Oh, this is great. What a great seed.
1: Okay, thank you guys. <laughs> uh, thank you, Ferris. And Ben Stein. And we're back tomorrow with another fun edition of the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast. Hey, Jamaniah!